0: Hey there, it's Susan Pierce Thompson, and welcome to the weekly vlog. I'm in my pajamas. I had surgery this morning, kind of. (laughs) That's a weird thing to say. I wasn't expecting to have surgery this morning. Okay, that's another weird thing to say. So I had a dental appointment this morning, a four hour dental appointment. And um, I mean, I knew what they were doing. They were doing cosmetic work on these bottom four teeth and uh, what I didn't expect was to be under the drill for three and a half hours and then they had to pack my gums with cord and like it was kind of gruesome. So yeah, when it was all over, the dentist was like, yeah, this was like major surgery. You need to go home and rest for the rest of the day. And I, I wasn't expecting that so I canceled the rest of my day. Got home, sobbed, uh, and um, pounded a bunch of turmeric. <laughs> Thank you, David, for the suggestion. Sat in front of a infrared light for 15 minutes. Thank you, David, for the suggestion. And then took a three and a half hour bubble bath. Okay, so as I'm driving home, I'm thinking, it's Wednesday and I haven't shot the vlog yet. And, you know, I got the, like, full on, you know that feeling when you get out of the dentist and, you know, you look in the mirror, it doesn't look that bad, but it's like, you know, you can't really feel your teeth or your, if you try to chew something, you're like, I think I'm yawning on my cheek, but I can't really tell. (laughs) I had that feeling going on and I'm like, awesome, awesome. Today's the day to shoot the vlog. So I took myself off the hook for shooting the vlog. I wasn't, I was like, well, might not happen today. Um... But, you know, I'm glad I'm shooting the vlog. I started this vlog on January 1st, 2015, first as a written blog and then converted it to video on August 5th of 2015. And I have never once missed one. It comes out on Wednesday. I never, ever miss. And um although I'm not a perfectionist, uh, you can probably tell I'm pretty uh, ambitious and goal-oriented in general. And I'm not a perfectionist. it would have been fine if i if I didn't release the vlog today, but I'm glad I am, and I want to talk about surgery. <sighs> surgery is up for me it's why I'm in my pajamas, right? If you show up at the Thompson house any day three hundred sixty five days a year at six a m or seven a m or eight or nine or ten p m this is what I'll be wearing. This is my house garb. these are my pajamas um, and this is what I pat around in the house in and so I'm shooting the vlog but I'm not wearing earrings, I'm not wearing clothes (laughs) and um, I did put makeup on and I did put concealer over my zit. But um, I want to talk about surgery. I've actually had a bunch of surgery. I don't know if you know how much surgery I've had um, since I started this way of eating. I mean just to name a few, well there's the C-sections obviously. I say obviously as if you know the stories, but maybe you know, Alexis and Zoe were due on August 16th and I went into labor on April 25th. Uh, there were micropremies they wouldn't have survived. Those were necessary sur- emergency C-sections, major surgery. And then Maya had to be done by C-section as well because my uterus had been so lacerated by that first C-section that I wouldn't have survived potentially uh, a natural birth. So. That was another surgery. I had ankle surgery a few years ago Um, and then recently after the kids were grown enough I decided to have my fallopian tubes. Um, Well, I thought I was gonna get my tubes tied, but then my doctor was like, why don't you have the fallopian tubes removed? Because research shows, do you know this? New research shows that if you have your fallopian tubes removed, it cuts the odds of ovarian cancer by 95%. Now, maybe you're a dude and you don't have fallopian tubes, but you know, if you're like me and female cancers totally run in your family, like wicked run in your family, I thought, yeah, that's a good idea. So I had my fallopian tubes removed like a year or two ago. So I've had a lot of surgeries, and right now surgery is up not only because I just felt like I had surgery this morning, um, but Chris Davis, the chief of staff of Brightline Eating, just had major surgery, like way more major than my surgery that wasn't really a surgery this morning. She had back surgery. Um, like vertebrae's vertebrae, what's the plural of vertebrae? Vertebrae, vertebrae fused multiple fusion, you know, taking bone out of her hip and putting it in her spine. Like, just and I watched her prepare. So, let's talk about how to go through surgery. It keeps coming up in bright lifers calls, too. I got a surgery coming up. It's a very nerve wracking thing, sur- surgery, and. With this video, I'm gonna walk you through what I've learned over the years about how to navigate it from a Bright Line Eating perspective. Before and after, not during, because during you're under and that's the surgeon's job, but before and after, there are definitely things that I can share with you about doing surgery with Bright Line Eating. You ready? Before surgery, planning, planning, planning. Ideally, you know it's happening. You don't always though. There's such a thing as emergency surgery. But if you know it's happening, you know it's coming like I watched Chris Davis prepare her meals for a full week after the surgery before the surgery happened She used the two or three days leading up to the surgery where her nerves were all fluttery to do food prep she froze a full week's worth of meals. So after the surgery, when she came home, she would not have to cook a single thing. She wouldn't even have to take out a digital food scale. She cooked up tofu and weighed out four ounce baggies threw them in the freezer. She roasted pans and pans of vegetables, weighed out six ounce baggies threw them in the freezer. She made breakfast bundles where a bundle would have a baggie that had weighed... Yogurt and blueberries and another baggie that had weighed Fiber 1 and nuts. And uh, then she'd bundle those baggies together, throw them in the freezer. After the surgery, the night before, she would just decide what she was going to eat the next day, pull all those baggies out of the freezer, transfer them to the fridge, and then at mealtime they were ready. If it was like hot food at lunch or dinner, she'd just open up the baggies, dump them on a plate, put them in the microwave, good to go. The breakfast stuff, she said she kind of enjoyed it, slightly frozen, it was good that way. So that's what she did. I have found that hospitals are not great for food. Have you noticed that? It's kind of funny how hospitals aren't yet hip to the notion that they should be serving people food that heals. They often come around with like sugar-free jello, you know, and, uh, now the hospital that I've had my surgeries at and Chris Davis had her surgery at, Ro- uh, Rochester's Strong Memorial Hospital, their food has actually gotten pretty okay. Um, and it's bright line friendly in the sense that they have a menu that you can order from a la carte. So you can order a serving of roasted carrots. You could order a serving of oatmeal plain. You could order a serving of two scrambled eggs or three scrambled eggs or whatever. You can like, Order a la carte exactly what you want. That said, I do remember checking into Strong Memorial Hospital for one of my surgeries, the nurse asking if I had any allergies, and me telling her sugar and flour. And the next morning they came around with pancakes with syrup for me to eat for breakfast. And I looked at them with my band that said allergic to sugar and flour. <laughs> I guess they just, yeah, never, yeah. Anyway. Um, so you can't trust a hospital to feed you food that you're gonna feel good about. So your options in that case are, you can investigate how they deal with their food and what the menu's like. You might find that it it's gonna work for you. Or you can plan to have your meals there. You can have friends or family bring it in. You can um, show up on the day of surgery with your weight and measured meals for the whole day. And then the next day in the morning, a family member brings it in. You could prepare all that food in advance for the days you know you're gonna be in the hospital, just like you could prepare food in advance for the days that you get home um, as well. So before the surgery, I think it's mostly about lining up support and lining up rest time. Like cancel your calendar for far enough after the surgery. Chris Davis and I both made the same mistake. Me for my last surgery and her for this one, um, her back surgery. We both thought we would recover really quickly. And we both were kind of stunned at, like, well, look at that. It actually takes quite a long time to recover from a major surgery. I made a deep note to self after my last surgery, my last, you know, general anesthesia, full on surgery always allow a full week, Susan, for any surgery. A full week where you don't expect, you're, no one expects you to be anywhere. You're not thinking you're going to get back to work a full week after that surgery. And Chris had the same kind of experience. She, you know, her back doctor said it'll take three months to recover from this. And, you know, when he said that, she was like, yeah, but that's <laughs> That's for other people, not people who are like fit and healthy and eat right. And, you know, like me, she thought she'd be, you know, raring to go in no time. And she's like, huh, look at that. It's actually taking a long time to recover. Um, this is something I don't model well. This is my biggest shortcoming, I think. Uh, being in front of you, sharing my Bright Line Eating journey. I don't slow down enough and I don't take care of myself enough. I'm pretty sweet to myself, I'm self-compassionate, I don't beat myself up. But you watch me push myself too hard, don't you? I do. Um, I mean, in this vlog, there have already been signs of it, right? Like Susan, what are you doing shooting this vlog, <laughs> you know, after the morning you had and How come you were in the chair getting drilled into for three and a half hours and you didn't kind of know it was coming and you had stuff on your calendar for the the afternoon, right? Like, you know, signs that I'm not kind of heeding the cues of when I might need rest. And I know I'm not alone in that. This is um, widespread in our culture. And surgery is something to take really seriously, like really Allow yourself time to heal and recover. (sighs) Did I tell you already that I took a three and a half hour bubble bath this afternoon? Pretty proud of that. (laughs) Pretty proud of that. I just said, you don't have to get out of here until you want to, girlfriend. And if this vlog doesn't get shot today, cool in the gang. So here's my last ninja trick for surgery. You want to hear my super wicked ninja trick for surgery? Let's talk about the timing of food right surrounding the surgery because there's a little to it. Before a surgery, you can't eat or drink anything because they don't want your digestive system to get all messed up with the general anesthesia. They want your system clear and clean. I'm not sure how many hours it is. It's eight, it's 10, it's 12, whatever. Basically, from the night before, you're not gonna be able to eat or drink anything till the surgery the next day. Okay, fair enough. Which wouldn't be so problematic, except that somehow most surgery centers and hospitals are in the practice of not telling you what time your surgery is gonna be until the night before. They're like, we'll call you the night before and tell you what time your surgery is going to be. It could be 7 a.m., could be 3 p.m., right? They'll tell you the night before. (laughs) I don't know why they do that. Anyway, here's my ninja trick. I say, okay, great, just FYI, I have a history of an eating disorder and it's not great. It's rather triggering for me to go long stretches without any food and um, to not know when my meal timing is going to be. I need to plan ahead. And so I request the first surgery appointment of the day. I understand you can't promise that, but it's my request. Could you And they will write it on their form that they're looking at as they juggle the times I've never had it fail. They always put me first thing in the morning. And what's great about that is that, you know, you eat dinner the night before, you fast overnight as you would anyway. And, you know, you wake up early crack of dawn in the morning, get yourself to the hospital. By that point, they're shuffling you, you know, into the surgery prep. You know, I wasn't even thinking about breakfast at that point. It's it's the last thing on my mind. I go under general anesthesia and I wake up at whatever, 10 a.m. or whatever it is, ready to go through an hour or two of recovery and eat lunch that I've packed and brought with me. After surgery, when you get out from general anesthesia, you can eat. uh, Surgery is um, surprisingly easy on that digestive system. Now, I'm assuming here that you're not having surgery on the digestive system. If you're having surgery on your stomach or your small intestine, this is going to be a whole different ballgame. You're going to have to work with your doctor on that. Uh, in terms of when you can eat again and so forth. But if it's a surgery on something else, within an hour or two of waking up, having some, you know, ice chips and stuff like that, just to make sure your system's like functioning a little bit, you're ready to eat. I was ready to eat, you know, within an hour or two. And then what I do is I let go of breakfast. I don't try to make it up later. It's just a skipped meal. And then I eat lunch and I eat dinner and I'm back on schedule. So the food part, in terms of timing, is actually really easy. It's actually really easy. Um, yeah, if you don't have a history of an eating disorder and you don't want to say it exactly that way, you could say something else. You could say, um, I follow a, a very prescribed diet and it's not good for me to skip meals and, um, you know, uh, and I plan my food in advance, I'd like to request the first surgery date of the morning. I know you, I know you can't promise that, but you could, re- you could say something like that. Just, of course, you don't wanna lie, right? But say it in a way that feels authentic for you. <sighs> surgery. It happens to many of us, most of us. So many loved ones in my life just had surgery. My dad just had surgery. So many people having surgery. And doing great. Doing great. So I'm going to go back and rest now. I hope if you have a surgery coming up, I know this will be a topic that people will Google or, you know, type into the search bar and, you know, listen to recommendations. The good news is that, um, surgery is very doable in bright line eating. In terms of threat to your bright line eating program, to breaking bright lines, to whatever, surgery is low on the list. I would put, um, a big trip way higher than a surgery. Surgery is very navigable in bright line eating terms. Very much so. So if you have a surgery come up, coming up, I love you. I hope it goes well. I'm rooting for you. And don't forget to pray for your surgeon. Uh, Someone taught me that a long time ago. Don't pray for the patient, pray for the surgeon. And that's what Chris Davis said first thing when she was being wheeled into surgery. Her surgeon was like, how are you feeling? And she's like, how are you feeling? Did you get enough sleep last night? (laughs) How is your mood today? (laughs) That's what I care about. So here's to a well-rested, happy surgeon. And um, here's to being safe and healthy. And that's the weekly vlog. I'll see you next week.